0: You're tuned to WFHB. Volunteer-powered. Listener-supported.
1: Community Radio for South Central Indiana.
2: Good afternoon. Reporting for WFHB, this is Jack Lewis.
0: And I'm Noel Herhusky-Schneider. This is the WFHB Local News for Wednesday, March fifteenth, 2023.
2: Later in the program, we have Deep Dive, WFHB and Limestone Post Investigate, where we look into issues regarding health, housing, and the environment that directly impact residents of Monroe County. More in today's feature report.
0: Also coming up in the next half hour, latest updates on Better Beware, your weekly consumer watchdog segment on the WFHB local news. More following today's feature. But first, the latest edition of Deep Dive. is Deep Dive, WFHB and Limestone Post Investigate, where we look into issues regarding health, housing, and the environment that directly impact residents of Monroe County. This month, we are looking into the housing crisis. Next month, we will address possible solutions.
2: This is Deep Dive. WFHB and Limestone Post investigate, where we look into issues regarding health, housing, and the environment that directly impact residents of Monroe County. Last month, we looked into problems caused by the housing crisis. This month, we will share possible solutions. In Monroe County, there has been a collaborative effort to address the housing crisis. Both local governments and local nonprofits have been working together to increase the amount of affordable housing available.
0: Forrest Gilmore is the executive director of Beacon Incorporated, an anti-poverty organization that aids and empowers people experiencing extreme poverty, including hunger and homelessness. According to their website, Beacon provides housing, day and night shelter, hunger relief, and social services to thousands of people each year. 96% of their guests have an income level below 30% of the area median income, which is considered extreme poverty. 60% of their guests are women and children. 11% are veterans. Gilmore explained that the problem of homelessness is solvable, and the solution may be more obvious than one would think. He said the partnership with Heading Home is working to reduce homelessness in the community.
3: I think there's two key messages here. One is that homelessness actually is solvable. And I think there's some people who think that it isn't. Uh, and that's one of the things we're out to prove is that, um, is that homelessness is solvable. And I think the partnerships through Heading Home will help us increase that. For example, right now we're really working with uh, veterans' homelessness. And we're targeting um, specifically uh, bringing he- heading bring through Heading Home and through The collaboration that is heading home uh bringing veterans homelessness uh down to to what we call functional zero which is uh, basically really close to zero (laughs) Mm. recognizing that sometimes people will become homeless for a short period of time but we get them back into housing as quickly as possible so that's you know that's just one example of 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 working together to try and solve a a common um, problem that homelessness um, is in fact uh, solvable, um, and and that you know there's a, and so some of that just works just is just working together, collaborating, and uh, trying to achieve common goals. But um, the other real message, I think, um, at its core, is homelessness is solved by uh, the very what's in its very own name. It's solved by a home, and that's um, you know a huge part of what we need to do to invest is how do we. Support people, no matter where they are on the um, spectrum of poverty and of, and of individual challenge. Uh, how do we help them? You know, move into a home, succeed in a home, stay in a home, and uh, improve their lives um, by doing so.
2: One of the key players working to address the housing crisis in Monroe County is Heading Home of South Central Indiana. Heading Home is a community-wide collaboration working to strengthen housing security and decrease homelessness. It launched back in 2021 and includes partners such as United Way of Monroe County, the Community Foundation, the South Central Housing Network, the City of Bloomington, Monroe County Government, and other community organizations. Heading Home's website says that it uses a Housing First approach as a potential solution for homelessness. Housing First prioritizes providing permanent housing to people experiencing houselessness. According to the National Alliance to End Homelessness, this approach says that people need basic necessities like food and a place to live before attending anything less critical like getting a job, budgeting properly or attending to substance abuse issues. The three goals of Heading Home collaboration are to make sure homelessness is rare, brief, and non-repeating. Their work is guided by the community-developed Heading Home Plan, which identifies system-level issues and ways they can be addressed to eliminate barriers to housing.
0: Director of Housing Security for United Way, Mary Morgan, spoke with Steve Hinefeld of the Limestone Post about heading home. Morgan explained that heading home is an overarching initiative that is trying to create long-term changes.
4: You know, I I feel like underlying all of the heading home activities is the the recognition that we're not not here for crisis response. You know, we're not direct services. We're really looking at long-term systemic changes, and so you can't get there unless you have trust and collaboration, and those things don't happen overnight. Um, So we're talking with a lot of people, figuring out what their needs are, what their hopes are, what their challenges are, and um, how we can support that.
0: Morgan shared that there has been an effort in Monroe County to approach homelessness as a systemic issue.
4: Well, I mean, I think there's an acknowledgement that there has been investment in social services um, for for many years, probably not to the degree that um, people in social services believe needs to happen, Um, but it's not been zero. Um, But I think really what the heading home plan was hoping to do is saying, okay, like most communities, we have um, people experiencing homelessness. But really what, what heading home acknowledged is there needs to be um, a, uh, a focus on the entirety of the system in the region. <laughs> so those are two pieces and that um, the happy coincidence of having federal dollars available to really make a concerted push for. A strategic approach to addressing homelessness but really the the reasons why people get to that point and housing is a big piece of that so a lot of the work um, is not simply focused on people who are currently homeless although that's important but it's focused on the entire system to try to improve it so that less people become homeless in our community.
0: Morgan explains what Housing First means and why they shifted away from a transitional housing approach.
4: So it's basically the philosophy that a person needs to be um, have stable housing at the same time or before all of their other problems, whatever those might be, can be addressed effectively. So it's not housing only, but it's recognizing the the primacy of housing in relation to health care, mental health, substance abuse, employment, um, all the other stressors that are hard to address when you don't know where you're staying on any given night. Um, it was interesting. I was just up in South Bend a couple of weeks ago that, um there was a convening of this South, regional convening in South Bend. And I was one of two speakers. Um, one speaker spoke about like the philosophy and the research underlying housing first. And then I was giving an update on you know, what our region is doing to implement a housing first approach and what that looks like. Um, so it's definitely... Um, I think, you know, it's, it's challenging because, and we might've talked about this before that housing first is a relatively new, um, approach. And for many, many years, perhaps decades, um, the, the belief was in, um, transitional housing so that you really needed to prepare somebody before they were eligible for housing. And that was what HUD funded But HUD has embraced Housing First and so now the funding stream is really driving this new, I mean not only the funding stream, also research and effectiveness and to me common sense, but certainly when HUD says we are not going to fund transitional housing, we're going to only fund these Housing First programs, that makes a big difference in how people shift.
0: Gilmore outlined that Beacon is an organization guided by the Housing First approach. He explained the difference between Housing First and Shelter First organizations.
3: Beacon is a Housing First organization, and that means something very simple, which is that that people generally uh, speaking almost universally so, so, um, while housing doesn't improve everything for them, it generally makes everything a bit better. So by starting with Housing First, um, we help people, you know, move more closely to um, having a successful life, contributing to our community and making more of an impact, you know, and having their, their lives uh, be more more part of as a, as a regular, you know, community uh, citizen, giving back to the whole here. That's it at its core. There's lots of little details about what Housing First means. Um, but one of the biggest things is that there is a very significant difference between what being a housing first organization and being a shelter first organization. And um, when we talk about homelessness, we often talk about let's build more shelter, let's kind of create more space for shelter. And I and I'll say something a little controversial, which is I think Bloomington actually has enough shelter. The big gap in our community is housing, and so. Um, we, we can keep trying to build shelter and keep trying to solve the problem with shelter, but we're never going to catch up if we don't deal with the housing problem. And that's, that's I think, probably the biggest core of this is, as a Housing First organization. We know that housing is the solution and that's what we need to invest in.
0: Gilmore pushed back against the idea that Housing First is too expensive. He said that it's not substantially more expensive than the Shelter First model and that it provides more long term benefits
3: it's not nearly as expensive as one would think, uh, relative to sheltering. It's actually, um, it's significantly cheaper than jail and certainly cheaper than spending the night in the hospital. And it's, um, uh, and it is more expensive than shelter, but, but not substantially more expensive than shelter. Um, and so, um, and, and that's just counting basic costs. That's not looking at, the improvement in the quality of life of the people who live there, which significantly increases, and in the reduction in things like the cost of social services and the cost to healthcare services, and of course, criminal justice uh, and police and and corrections.
2: According to Morgan, heading home focuses on the six counties in the South Central Housing Network, Green, Lawrence, Martin, Monroe, Morgan, and Owen Counties, also known as the Region 10. She shared that by making a regional effort, the counties can make their services more accessible and spread out the number of individuals needing assistance more evenly.
4: In, in the counties that I mentioned, there, there aren't the same robust services that are available here. And so what happens is people come up here because they don't have a place to go in their own community, what they might not want to come up here. If there was an alternative, you know, in Greene County or Lawrence County, uh, you know, staying near the people that c- could be your support network um, is preferable than going to the big city, you know? <laughs> um, and so I think that our our goal is to... Um, support the the work of finding out what the needs are in these different counties so that it'll basically it won't be bloomington that has all of the services and where everyone comes it'll be um, more spread out across the region
2: iu campus united way coordinator katherine blanketsop emphasized the importance of local organizations collaborating to provide a network of resources
1: that's what's so great about United Way is that it really can serve as a hub of the community. Um, and if someone's experiencing um, housing insecurity, if they're homeless or close to homelessness or worried about losing their home or paying their rent, there are a plethora of organizations that United Way can connect you to, if not to find you a home or pay your rent, to um Find utility assistance, so you have extra money to pay your rent, or find a food bank, so you have extra money to pay your rent, or uh, legal services that can help you with lease signing or or avoiding uh, eviction and um, so that you don't have that eviction on your record when you're looking for housing down the road, which is one of the biggest barriers to finding housing. Once you have experienced housing insecurity, that um, eviction on your record just makes it really, really difficult. Um, but yeah, that's what I, I admire so much about United Way is that they can point you toward a whole network of resources and organizations that can help in a lot of different ways. Um, because very rarely is it a, a one solution problem. Uh, So often you need that network to truly address all that's going on.
2: Blankensopp reiterated that Bloomington needs to be more affordable for housing. She said that the housing costs do not align with the residents' income levels, and she does not think that the number of people struggling to live in this city is acceptable.
1: I do think that the primary cause of homelessness across the nation, not just here in Bloomington, is the cost of housing mixed with the kind of plateau of wages. Um, People aren't making enough to afford the homes in the community. Um, I've looked at census data before, mostly for school projects, and the median rent of the area well above being able to be afforded by minimum wage. But even um, the city's livable wage ordinance, at the time that I looked at the census data, I don't know if this has changed, was not high enough to afford the median rent in the area that was reported on the census. Um, Last I checked, we do have the highest cost of living in the entire state. And yet, I've learned through United Way, um, half of our community is either under the poverty line or sitting right above it. What would you, what you would maybe refer to as the working poor? Um, And just one uh, crisis away from losing their home um, or their job or any sense of security in their basic necessities. Um, and that, that's half. And yet we have the highest cost of living in the state, and we are home to the main campus of Indiana University. And I think a town like that should not have half its community struggling.
0: The housing crisis in Monroe County is complex and requires a collaborative community effort to address systemic issues from multiple angles. As Forrest Gilmore outlined, homelessness is solvable and it's in the name. We need more homes to solve the issue of homelessness in our community.
2: Tune in next week at 5 p.m. when we dive deeper into possible solutions for Monroe County's housing crisis. For WFHB, I'm Jack Lewis.
0: And I'm Noel Herhusky-Schneider.
2: Up next, latest updates on Better Beware, your weekly consumer watchdog segment on the WFHB local news. We turn to host and producer Richard Fish for more.
3: Welcome. To better beware here's your consumer watchdog from WFHB community radio with the latest information and helpful hints designed to keep your head out of the clouds your feet on the ground and your money in your pocket
5: are you looking for work whether it's a full-time job or a part-time way to increase your income you should know that the Better Business Bureau is reporting that employment scams are now the second riskiest con going around These are usually what's called high-touch scams, which means that the con artist will interact repeatedly with victims, either online or on the phone, piling on the lies and false promises, trying to extract more and more money. The fraudsters pretend to be working for well-known companies like Amazon, Microsoft, PayPal, and Facebook, and now they're pretending to work for the Indiana Department of Workforce Development as well. Then there's the goniffs who created a fake employment website called Back to Work. All one word, using the numeral two, back to work. That con claims you can sign up and get substantial payments by direct deposit if you'll just give them your bank account information. Danger, Will Robinson. The money doesn't flow in, it goes out in big chunks. Employment scams are the number one risk for people aged 18 to 34. Middle-aged folks from ages 35 to 64 are losing more to fake online sales. That's the biggest single risk right now. Sometimes these frauds are private sales, brokered on websites like eBay, but increasingly they are cases where someone has created a fake website that looks just like a major retailer's website and apparently works just like it too, except that when you send your money, nothing ever arrives. Older folks from 65 up are most at risk from home improvement scams, whether it's fake merchandise or services advertised online, or the good old standby when somebody knocks at your door claiming to be working in your neighborhood and offering a discount on fixing a roof or a driveway or something with materials left over from another job. These guys often drive vehicles with out of state license plates and they just want a down payment before they start work. If they get it, of course, their work is done, and they disappear. Other interesting items from the BBB's recent report include the fact that online scams—emails, texts, websites, social media—are definitely the biggest threat out there right now. Text message scams are up almost 40 percent this year, and scams perpetrated online are more likely to result in victims losing money than swindles from phone calls or personal contact. Sadly, the BBB has found that military personnel are losing more money to scammers than civilians, and active-duty people are losing more than veterans or military families. To keep up with changing trends, the Better Business Bureau's website has a feature called Scam Tracker. It's easy to find. Just search for BBB Scam Tracker. There, you'll find the latest info on who's being ripped off, what methods are in use, and where the greatest risks are. Take a look and pass it on to your friends and family. I'm Richard Fish for WFHB News and Public Affairs.
3: Better Beware comes to you from WFHB Bloomington, Indiana. Find all our episodes at wfhb.org. If you can help put the kibosh on a con, email beware at wfhb.org. Remember, swindlers never give a sucker an even break.
2: You've been listening to the WFHB Local News. Our feature was produced by Noel Herhushke-Schneider and Cade Young.
0: Better Beware is produced by Richard Fish. Our theme music is provided by Mark Bingham and The Social Climbers. Engineer and executive producer is Cade Young. For WFHB, I'm Noel Herhushke-Schneider.
2: And I'm Jack Lewis. Thank you for supporting Indiana's only volunteer-powered, listener-supported, independent daily news program. You can hear tonight's full broadcast online at wfhb.org.
0: The WFHB Local News is also available as a podcast. Just search our call letters WFHB wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe to never miss another local news program.
2: Stay tuned for Cool Solutions, climate action from the bottom up. Coming up next on the WFHB Community Radio.